had to make up my mind It took me some time, had to get on my grind I put it all on the line, my stars all in line And I'm taking what's mine I work my fingers to the bone, bone, bone Hard work and hustle is all I know I remember nights that I starved for this Five bodies, one apartment Chirp family, what's going on? It's your boy, he is Mellow D Mellow, Jalil, Drippy, whatever you want to call me And we are back with another episode of I'ma Shut Up Podcast Today is episode 10 Damn, we made it to double digits fast as shit, bro. <laughs> we made it to double digits fast as shit. Damn, I didn't even finish my intro. I was so excited to tell y'all. Uh, I hope you're having a good day out there. And if you're not having a good day, go do something to make sure that you have a good day. Because who's in charge of your happiness? You are. But yeah, as I was saying, man, we made it to episode 10 pretty quickly um yeah with the two episodes a week man this shit goes really quick um i want to say shout out to all my instagram followers were over a hundred pretty quickly um i know y'all y'all probably like and eh, that ain't really that good growth but hey i'm doing all this shit by myself from the muscle i didn't really know how to do a podcast or anything. I just was like, fuck it, I'm going to just dive in and go for it and see what happens. Um, we just, like I said, we just passed 100 followers on Instagram. The clips that I'm posting on Instagram are doing really well. Like, really, really well. I think I got I got one that's somewhere around like 30K. If it's not 30K, it's like right under it. Another one that's like 22, 23K. Another one that's like, 13, 14K, and then all the other ones in between is like 1,500 here, 3,000 there, four, like, it's just, it's doing really well, and it's just, like, it's, it's a little bittersweet, I think I've talked about this before, but it's a little bittersweet just to see how well me talking my shit and my opinions are doing in engagement and views and stuff um, compared to my music <laughs> it's crazy cuz yeah if you know me like i went i feel like i definitely like went crazy in the creative bag with the music videos and stuff but that's neither here nor there um i just want to say like i said thank y'all for following viewing and shit sharing that shit around cuz it has to be shared the clips got to be shared around for them to be so high in plays and stuff so yeah just wanted to say thank y'all for that because it's letting me know that I'm on the right track and I'm on the right path with I'm going to shut up. So with that being said, I'm going to get right into my topics for today. Um, Listen, man, I'm really not a fan of the holidays anymore. Like as an adult and like as a providing man. The holidays just really aren't for you. And it fucking sucks because it's like you never really receive what you put out. And I know that like I know it's not about receiving and or what's the saying? It's not about what you get or what you receive. It's about what you give or something. Some y'all know the saying that I'm talking about that I can't really think about right now. But it don't. No, like, I don't think that shit's fair. 
I just decked you out, bro. I just bought you all shit. Parents, fucking wife, whatever. And I get some fucking t-shirts, socks, and draws. And a fucking tie. I haven't worn a tie since my wedding. Why the fuck am I getting a tie for Christmas? Or a, a, a gift regardless. That shit is just fucking... It's not fair, bro. It's not fair as us men. Because it's like... Y'all never know what to get us. So y'all just wind up getting us like... Essential stuff. And it's fucking crazy because... Let... Let us as men, right? Let us as men not get what the woman has been hitting hitting at for for however many months, right? Let us not get that gift. We not getting no Christmas pussy. <laughs> we just not. But then y'all don't pay attention to what the fuck we be telling y'all that we want. Like I go on social media and I'm pretty sure we have all seen this shit. We have all seen it. Women posting shit like, what do men like for gifts? Or what do you get someone who has everything? Or quick, men's gift suggestions. Sis, do you not know your nigga? Like, what the fuck, bro? That shit is annoying as hell. Listen, I'm going to give y'all, I'm going to give the women a tip right here and now. I'm giving you a tip, so... Take your, take your iPhone out, take your Android out, go to your notes app. If you got a pen near you and a notepad, why the fuck you got that? But if you do got it, take get ready and take some notes, okay? As in, When we tell y'all, right, when we show you something that we like, you ever had your man be like, uh, uh, babe, ain't this cool? Ain't this nice? I like this a lot, right? I'm sure... That has happened to all of you, right? When we show y'all something that we like, or we tell y'all something that we 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 just say it in passing or whatever. Oh damn, I want some, I want some new Vans. Or I show you, I'm like, oh these Vans is nice, or these sneaks is nice, right? And I'm like, I, I want these drums. I'm I'm gonna get them for myself or something. And we say that, but then we wind up not getting it for ourselves because. We're too, we're too busy providing for our families and stuff. So we put ourselves and our own wants on the back burner. That's what you get your nigga for Christmas and his birthday. That's what you get us. The shit that we've been hinting at for you and telling you that we like it or we might want it. That's what you go get us. Right? Crazy concept, right? It's really not. That's what you go get us. If you got to make a mental note of it, take a picture of it, screenshot, whatever. That's what you get us to make us feel appreciated, happy, whatever. So we're not just getting the same exact shit every year. Like, golly, that shit is annoying as hell. That's all I'm saying. When, when we tell y'all, when we say that we like something or we want something in passing, and listen, we could tell y'all that we like some shit or we wanted some shit. We see it January 17th. 
We will hold on to that memory and that thought all the way until Christmas comes back around or our birthday comes back around. Because that's what we wanted y'all to get us. And y'all still asking motherfuckers, what do I get a man? What do I get a man that has everything? You get the nigga more of everything. <laughs> get him what he likes. If you know he like cologne, buy him some more cologne that he don't have. If, if you know he likes sneakers, buy him a pair of sneakers that he don't have. It's not rocket science. And I say this as a, like, I'm a, I'm a dude that decks my wife out, bro. She get, not, I won't say whatever she want. Well, no. Yeah, I will. Because she don't really be going too crazy with the requests. But it's like, I get her all, I mostly get her all this stuff, if I can find it or whatever, that she just tells me that she, she needs new of, or she wants new of, or she's been thinking of getting, but just haven't gotten it yet. I get all that shit. Because, I don't know. In my mind, that's like, all right, well, she's telling me that she wants it and then she don't get it herself. That's, hey, babe, could you get this for me? That's her asking without asking. So, I don't know. I just make sure I get it. Y'all should do the same stuff. It's not It's not hard and it's not rocket science. I know y'all got it. Y'all, I don't want to see no more what do I get a man for uh, as a gift questions or posts next year. Because I just gave y'all the game. I just gave y'all the game right here and there. Listen to what your man is telling you that he likes or wants. Or would love to have whatever. Whatever verbiage your man uses. Listen to that. Write that shit down in your little notes app. And when Christmas or his birthday come around, go get that shit. Okay? Now. Nextly. Nextly, with the holidays coming up, well, with Christmas, I don't, is there another name for Christmas? I don't know. I don't, I think it's still Christmas. Um, with the holidays coming up and Christmas and all that stuff, it, um, it really just like, <laughs> I just laugh a little bit and giggle because it's just wild to me that the fact that like, we're the new adults. Like, us around, like, that 30, that 30-year-old, 30 maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit less, that 30-year-old age, we're the new adults. We're the ones that's supposed to be planning the fucking holiday parties and the, the fucking summer barbecues and the, <laughs> and, the, and the Mother's Day brunches and shit. Like, that's all supposed to be on us now. And we childish as shit. <laughs> Why they put that on us? We probably the most childish generation ever. We don't care. And we stand on business. Side note. Standing on business does not mean fucking boundaries. I don't know who told you that. Stop saying that. I seen a post going around saying black people changed standing on business to moral having our morals. That's not what the fuck it means. Standing on business means... Bitch, I'm ten toes down. I said what the fuck I said, or I'm gonna do what the what I said I'm gonna do. Like, and I ain't moving. Standing on business means I'm standing on fucking business. It don't mean morals, nigga. What the fuck, y'all be just trying to change shit. No, standing on business mean 
Like I said, it's a new way to say 10 toes down. That's it. You know what 10 toes down mean, right? I'm right the fuck here, bitch. I ain't going nowhere. I'm 10 toes down. <laughs> but yeah, like to what I was saying, like, yeah, it's really wild that we are the adults. Um, <laughs> it don't make no sense because we barely even like each other that much to be throwing parties and shit. Like, we don't even, a lot of us don't even like our older generation, like our parents' generation. <laughs> so it's like, why the fuck we about to throw a party or a family event for niggas we don't even fuck with like that? <laughs> it's really crazy because, like, they call our parents' generation the silent generation. I heard that on white TikTok. I don't know how true that is, but I don't know. We're going to say it's true for the time being of what I'm talking about. Yeah, they call... Our parents' generation, the silent generation. And, like, that's a perfect name for them niggas because they are the epitome of if you don't say nothing, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> that's their whole MO. Them niggas will really, if we don't ask, like, the 30-year-olds or whatever, let's say, I'm going to say from, like, 26 to, like, 34, that little age group, age gap right there, if we don't say anything about family parties or family events, that shit won't happen, because they not about to say nothing, they'll contribute, don't get me wrong, they'll definitely contribute, but they not about to fucking throw this shit, <laughs> if we don't say it, he's like, fuck it, guess we ain't seeing the family this year, but I don't know, I say all that to say, like, we're actually trying to do, um, a Christmas get together as as like the family and everything this year. Shout out to my brother Jordan. He like orchestrated the shit. Um we getting like this big heated tent and shit. And it's crazy because apparently I think the heated tent is gonna be at my grandpa's house. And I don't really fuck with my grandpa like that. That's a whole nother story. I can tell y'all about that another time. But, like, I don't really fuck with that nigga like that. So, it's like, I don't really want to go. But they're like, oh, no, it's going to be in a tent. Everything's going to be in a tent. Don't worry. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll come. But also, it's like, that shit is being half-assed. Like, my brother really trying to plan this nice family event. And he's, he's my brother's 26. He just turned 26. Yeah, he just turned 26, and he's trying to plan the, the family Christmas party, and I applaud him for that, I commend him, but the shit is being done half-assed, and it's not his fault, it's the rest of our fucking family's fault. These, <laughs> like, he's like, alright, we're gonna get the heated temp, we're gonna do a Pollyanna, da-da-da-da-da, fucking, it's like 19 of us in... The, that's supposed to be in the family group chat. That's supposed to be participating in the family party, right? Plus, I guess like you know, like my wife, my cousins, my cousin's wife, and like all all stuff like that. But it's like they're not in their in the group message because whatever. But probably a total of thirty of us in total. Tell me why seven of us have picked names for the fucking Pollyanna. And Christmas is next week. Half-assed. All this shit is half-assed. And my brother really trying. He sent, he's sending the John almost every day. Yo, pick a name for Pollyanna. Yo, send your money in for the tent rental. 
and money in for the tent rental is only 20 bucks. 20 bucks per person. Niggas still ain't sending that shit in. Half-assed. <laughs> like, that's half-assed. And like I said before, I I commend my brother for trying to do it, but this is exactly why I wouldn't try to do this shit. Niggas be moving on their own time, and they don't really give a fuck. They just want to be included. And they just want to be included. And if they're not included, it's a problem. But then when they are included and don't really participate, we're not supposed to call that a problem. Dumb shit, yo. But, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully everything goes smooth and we all have a great time. Um, we'll see, we'll see, but again, shout out to you, bro, for setting that shit up, because I wasn't doing it, no way, no sir, no how, but nextly, um, in some light celebrity news, well, not really light, but in celebrity news, Jonathan Majors found guilty of assault and harassment, and, um, that's some complete bullshit to me. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the people, the jury, or the jurors and the judge got a different set of eyes, or maybe it was maybe the other evidence was like completely damning to him and his case. But all I know is <laughs> that video that I seen. And I'm pretty sure we all seen the fucking video of Jonathan Majors literally track, fucking track and field sprinting away from this fucking lady. But he's the one who's guilty of assault and harassment. This bitch was chasing him like the nigga was running for a touchdown. Like, I don't know. Like, this shit was crazy. He was being chased like the mailman get chased by the fucking dog in our cartoons. Like, real shit. And that's the person y'all found guilty? The video I watched, yeah, he did, like, push the girl off, off of him. And, like, he was trying to push her, I guess, into the car to get away from her. He was pushing her to get away from her. And you can clearly see that because not even after... Fucking three seconds after he pushed her away, the nigga started booking it. Like, like he was, he was, he was pumping them arms. Like, bro was really trying to get away from her. Like, I think he was legitimately scared. But how the fuck can you explain to me after we all just seen that, that he's guilty for assault and harassment? I don't know. I don't believe that, and I don't agree with it. Um, I seen somebody say that <laughs> he pissed off. He pissed off somebody in uh in corporate America or something because yeah, Jonathan Majors was set up to be like the next him, the next him as an actor, bro. Like the niggas, he's a really good actor. He had shit. All shit slated for the next couple of years. They, I think they, they uh, fired him out of. Yep, here you go. Jonathan Majors fired by Disney Marvel Studios after guilty verdict. That's crazy, bro. We all seen that shit, and I'm not coming off it, bro. I'm not even going to talk about 
<laughs> I'll talk about it a little bit, but apparently he was saying something like he wanted he wanted his white woman to be more like Coretta Scott King and like Michelle Obama or something. And I don't think that's that bad of a thing to say because if you take race out of it, Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama are still very great fucking powerful women and well, Michelle Obama is. I don't really know if Coretta Scott King is that powerful. But yeah, it basically was he was basically saying like I need you to be my rock. That's all he was selling her. I need you to be my rock, my fucking support system, my safe place um from when I'm dealing with all this bullshit in the world. I need to be able to come home to you and be feel safe, you know, and feel safe and feel comfortable and feel at ease. This bitch took it as like, I think she took it as like some race stuff. Cause it's like, bro, we not going fucking, a black man is not going to tell you to be like, be more like fucking Sarah Palin. Like, no, we don't know that bitch for real. We don't like, he's not going to tell you to go, um, yeah, I need you to be more like H Hillary Clinton. We not going to say that shit. The fuck? No. We're going to say, I need you to be more like Coretta Scott King or uh, Michelle Obama. Because those are prominent black women in our, like, that we know of, not in our lives, but that we know of from our lifetime. We're not about to say no white woman. And they tried to make that like a race thing. He was really just saying he wanted his, just be his peace and his rock, his serenity, his safe space. Fucking crazy. They really fired my boy, bro. And I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree. He shouldn't have lost his job. He shouldn't have been found guilty. But, you know, that's how America works. So, either get down and lay down, I guess. Sorry, John. Sorry, bro. I'm sorry. But, nextly, speaking of Jonathan Majors, let's talk about some other black men. <laughs> Oh, man. I got another list for y'all because I feel like the lists do, they do pretty good for me. I don't know. And I like doing them. They're fun. So these are the top five black men of all time. Okay. We starting off strong with Malcolm X. Malcolm X is one of the top five black men of all time because Malcolm X stood on business. And I could get, I could go on into the whole ideology about Malcolm X. You should know it by now. So I'm not going to do that. But I'm choosing Malcolm X over Martin Luther King is because by the end of Martin Luther King's life, he was on uh, Malcolm X's side, basically. Like, he was like, nah, bro, I should have been doing what you was doing type shit. I should have been on your wave and your mindset. And we all know, like, like I said, you should know Malcolm X's mindset and ideologies. But if you don't, just a small little synopsis, it's by any means necessary, right? That's Malcolm X. So that's where we're starting off. Malcolm X is definitely number one, okay? Number two, Joe Lewis. Now, a lot of people my age, if you're not really into, like, the history of sports and stuff like that, you might not know who Joe Lewis is. But 
Joe Lewis was the first black world heavyweight champion. I believe it was world heavyweight champion in boxing, right? And Joe Lewis is one of the best black men of all time or greatest black men of all time, top five black men of all time. Because Joe Lewis used to beat the shit out of all them fucking white boys and then go fuck they white girls. Shout out to you, Joe Lewis, and your family or whatever, because it was like, yeah, I fuck with that, bro. Beat the shit out of these white boys and then go fuck they women and they can't do nothing about it because they can't fucking beat you. Let them come say something. You fucking breaking their jaw. And then gonna go have the white woman break her jaw giving you head. <laughs> I fuck with you, Joe Lewis. You are number two of my top five black men of all time. Number three, another boxer. Mike Tyson. Now, you're probably sitting there like, why the fuck is Mike Tyson top five black men of all time? My opinion, Mike Tyson is top five because, bro, we've seen Mike at the tops being a fucking animal. We've seen him being at his lows uh, with, like, rape charges or whatever. And now we see him as just a gentle, positive figure. And I love that. Like, I, I love that because it shows you, it shows you, I don't know, as a, in my opinion, it shows you as a black man, you're not boxed in, really. Like, just because people have this image of you doesn't mean that you can't change it and completely change the narrative. But still keep your morals because Mike Tyson might be a super gentle guy now and positive, somewhat of a pacifist, but that nigga will still fuck you up like that if you push him there. But it takes way more to get him there, though. So that's why I put Mike Tyson on the top because he shows you how you can be you can be at the top, you can be at the bottom. And you can just be. And all you really got to do is just fucking like reinvent yourself in a sense. And you can be right back to that prominence. Fuck with Mike Tyson. That's my boy. Number four, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is top five black men of all time because, bro, what hasn't Snoop done? Snoop has... He came in as a uh, as a rapper, an actor, a talk show host, a fucking football coach, like a little league football coach. Um, what else? A wrestler. This nigga has done every. <laughs> he has done almost every fucking thing that a, like a little black boy wants to do growing up. The nigga did it all. He's done everything. So, yes, Snoop Dogg is top five black men of all time. And not to mention, he's, like, one of the most famous rappers or black men ever. Like, yeah, everybody knows Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is definitely top five. Like I said, the nigga has done everything. Bro, the nigga beat a murder charge. Like, how? how is you not top five? The nigga beat a murder charge. He got fucking... Kids cereal, he got kids cartoons, like, bro, 
Snoop Dogg is top five of black men all time. Like, you can't argue me with that. You can't argue any of that information, bro, because it's all true. Snoop do all this shit. Like, what's it, jack of all trades? Yeah, that's Snoop for real. And then number five, we got LeBron James. Now, I know all the Jordan haters is going to be like, no, it should not be LeBron for number five. Um, I'm putting LeBron at five because, bro, LeBron James has had the weight of the entire NBA world on his shoulders since he was fucking 18 years old. And the nigga has surpassed every expectation motherfuckers set for him. Not to mention, he's a great, he's a great example of black love. Like I said in the first episode, shout out black love, white love. Spanish love, Asian love, Mexican love. Shout out all the loves out there. I'm in an interracial marriage, but I still love to see black love as well. He's an example of that. The nigga opened up a school, the I Promise School. You tell me another basketball player opening up a school. I hope there are, but I don't think there are. Fucking never mind passing Jordan in the whole GOAT debate. Because in my opinion, I just I think there's goats of errors, and that's just what it is. Like, you can't be the greatest of all time because how do you compare how do you compare like the different styles of play and the different eras because there were different rules. So you can't I don't know. I don't really think there's a greatest of all time. There's a greatest of each era. And LeBron is obviously the greatest of his era. Nigga been playing basketball for over 20 years. Still hasn't slowed down. Yeah. Top five black men in the world. Or top five black men of all time. Malcolm X, Joe Lewis, Mike Tyson, Snoop Dogg, LeBron. (laughs) That's a good list. (laughs) But nextly, I got to talk about the fucking Eagles and the Cowboys, bro. This is why y'all made my top five <laughs> annoying archetypes plays. I keep it's like I'm talking about y'all every episode now. <laughs> y'all niggas is annoying as fuck. Like I really think y'all got some type of like mental disorder or cognitive delay or something because y'all both lost this week. The Cowboys got their ass kicked by the Bills. And the Eagles. I wouldn't say y'all got y'all ass kicked by the Seahawks, but y'all should have won that game. Why are y'all arguing with each other now? Y'all both lost this week. Y'all both had the same record of, I think, 10-4. and Or 10-3, and one of them. Why the fuck are y'all arguing with each other when y'all both lost? Y'all both got L's this week. Why why is y'all arguing Super Bowl rings? <laughs> like what the fuck are y'all doing? That's what I'll be talking about. Motherfuckers is saying that you can't be a fan of a t- like a team that's not like your home team if you've never been to one of their home games. How the fuck does that make sense? 
I, I watch these niggas faithfully. I got fucking 17 jerseys in my fucking closet of this team. But because I haven't seen them at a home game and they across the fucking country for me, are they at least a fucking flight away? I can't be a fan. Y'all be talking crazy as shit when y'all lose, bro. <laughs> this is why I put y'all where I put y'all because y'all niggas is crazy, bro. Like, Eagles fans and Cowboys fans, y'all are a toxic fucking relationship. <laughs> Cowboys fans got handled on Sunday, Sunday night, and, or was it Sunday evening? I don't know. Bunch of fucking Eagles fans was talking so much shit, and I was just like, y'all, y'all just better win tomorrow. Here it come. Eagles lose. Cowboy fans up in arms. They loving it. I'm like, what? <laughs> y'all do this shit every year, bro. I don't know. At this at this point, it's really just entertainment. I like to poke fun and laugh at y'all because a nigga like me, Steelers fans, we take our ass whooping and shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah, we got our ass beat by the Colts. That's where I'm going to leave it for now. <laughs> That's it, though. Like, I don't know. Just get y'all shit together, bro. And sisters, cause it it be it be the women too. It be like women Eagles and Cowboys fans, and sometimes they be going harder than the men. <laughs> like I seen this one status. This girl was like, after this was after the Cowboys lost. She gonna post. I thought of. <laughs> I thought a bum-ass Eagles fan that was in my inbox said something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Y'all be mad as shit. I be seeing some of the craziest shit said when the Eagles lose to the Cowboys or, like, when the Eagles lose and the Eagles lose or the Cowboys lose and the other didn't play that day but they play, like, the next day or whatever. Y'all be saying the craziest shit. I seen another post. It was like, happy that the Eagles lost, but you don't know your dad. What the fuck? <laughs> like, that's so rude. Y'all niggas, like, y'all, y'all gotta chill, bro. It's never that deep. It's never that deep, for real. It's not. <laughs> y'all be killing me. But, nextly, I'm gonna get, I guess, a little bit more serious on this topic. Um,. I've come to, I don't know, how can I put this? Where did I get the idea from? I know where I got the idea from. Fucking, um, I'll be watching Oaken, uh, Oaken Ocho, whatever. And they was talking about like old school family values and stuff. And they was talking about, well, Shannon in particular was talking about how like back when he was growing up, your parents didn't tell you that they loved you or whatever. They showed you that they loved you, right? Like, oh, you got food on the table. I love you. You got a place to sleep at night. I love you. You got clothes on your back, shoes on your feet. I love you. Which is like, it got me to thinking like, 
I guess, yeah, technically, but do you really, like, more or less you're obligated to do that stuff as a parent because us children, as children, we don't ask to be here, obviously. Like, we're here as a product of what your horny ass was doing, <laughs> Nine times out of ten, we're we're on a. The parents got pregnant, like a a just having sex, not like no traumatic stuff or whatever. It was like two fucking horny teenagers or horny motherfuckers in their twenties got together, and now there's a baby here. You're obligated to take care of that baby, so telling me that, oh, I put food on the table for you. You got a roof over your head. You got clothes over on your back, shoes on your feet. That's love. That's me showing you showing you that I love you. No, it's not. That's you doing your fucking obligations. Congratulations, you're a parent. That's what you're supposed to do. Nobody told your ass to lay down and make a, a make a baby. So now you're obligated to be responsible for it. You're obligated to you know, make sure they have a place to uh, to lay their head at night. You're obligated to make sure they have clothes on their on their bodies that can fit them. You're obligated to buy them shoes that they like or or that fit their feet, food in their stomachs. That's those of your obligations. You show love, or you tell, you can show a kid that you love them simply by telling them, showing affection. All the love languages kind of really apply to, like, a a kid-parent relationship as well. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I don't fully understand that. I know me as a parent, I'm going to be that, like, overly borderline, like, overly loving, borderline annoying parent. Like, I'm going to always tell my kid that I love them every day, every single day. Kiss on the forehead, kiss on the cheek. Like, that's always going to happen. My kids are never going to have to question if their dad or, well, I'll say, I'll speak for Angela too. My kids will never have to question if their parents love them. Like, parents and people of Shannon's generation and stuff. They they had to question that. You know, like, that's not ideal for a child to come. That's not the ideal, like, uh, circumstances for a child to come up, up in. Because you're now you're raising that kid off of survival, not love. You're raising them off of... They never, like, I don't know, like, the, I know people, like, I don't know. Shannon Sharp is my guy. But he kind of strikes me as a motherfucker that hasn't been hugged before. Especially by his grandpa hearing his stories. Like, bro, that messes with a motherfucker mentally. And it kind of makes you like a cold, jaded type of person. I, I'm going to say it again. My kids will never have to question if their parents love them. Because I'm going to show it in affection. 
words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, all of it. I think I'm I'm missing one because aren't there like five love love languages? We'll just do there. I don't know, but all of them. I never want my kid to question if I love them as a parent. Shit, honestly, I kind of want it to be where <laughs> my kids are annoyed by how much I love on them, in a sense. If y'all can't tell, I'm, like, super excited to be a dad. Like, I talk about it every episode. Like, I am super, super, super excited to be a dad, bro. I'm going to be a dad at like 30 or right before 30 because our due date is June 10th. My birthday is July 21st. I'm going to be a dad right before 30 years old. I'm so excited. Like, I'm just so excited to have like a little mini me. And honestly, shit, the kid might not even come out looking like me like that, but it don't matter. (laughs) Have a, I might have a little super light bright kid because. Let's be real. Angela's white, but she do got like darker features and I'm not like super light skin. So I'm not even light skin at all. I'm more brown skin, borderline dark skin or whatever. So we should have like, (laughs) we should have like maybe like a cardboard box color kid, (laughs) but yeah, I just, I don't know. I hope our kid don't come out like that, like ashy, sandy brown looking color. Cause that's going to be a little annoying, (laughs) but I'm still, I'm still going to love you kid regardless. But yeah, if we could pick colors, that's definitely not the color I want. Cause like, I don't know that little, like ashy, sandy brown color. Whenever a kid is that like complexion, they always just look dingy. (laughs) They always just look dingy. And I don't want that for my kids, so I hope they have a nice, a nice pretty complexion or a nice, a nice beautiful skin complexion, like kind of how like Kanye's and uh and Kim's daughter North, North has a really nice complexion, like that's that's the complexion I hope for for our mixed children. Yeah, that's definitely what I hope for, but um, yeah. Nextly, coming off of that, (laughs) I just want to let y'all know that I am pro-ho. Yes, I'm pro-ho. I love the hoes. My wife love the hoes. We are pro-ho. Hoes make the world go round. (laughs) Listen, bro, I'm talking to you right now, my boy. You know that thing that you like when you get hit? You know? When she swirl her tongue around or whatever around the head, around the tip of your dick? A hoe came up with that. You love that. A hoe came up with that. A hoe invented that shit. <clears throat> you like <laughs> talking to my men again? Because y'all be bashing the hoes a lot. But, you know, when your girl or a girl can squeeze. Your dick with the puss? A hoe told her to do that. You thought she came up with that by herself? No. She got it from her hoe friend. What the fuck? And you love it. Because I know I do. And I know you do too. Exactly. 
The best sexual positions. The best sexual positions are created by hoes. You think a prude woman came up with doggy style? Or from the back? Or fucking the wheelbarrow? <laughs> fucking reverse cowgirl? You think that prude bitch is going, is going to ride you all crazy in a reverse cowgirl? How about that prude bitch? You think she going to fuck you back when you, when you doing the back shots? I don't think so. I'm pro ho. Listen, the aesthetic that all the baddies is in right now, you know, you know the one I'm talking about. We're not going to get too much into it, but <laughs> that's inspired by the hoes, bro. That's inspired by the hoes. Listen to the music right now. Most of the music that you love and I love as well is made by hoes or for the hoes. Hoes make the world go round. <laughs> Listen. You try to have a lit event with no hoes there. That shit corny. That shit boring and it's ass. Hoes are a great thing. I'm pro ho. If you a hoe, be a proud hoe. I love you. And remember, these bitches want to be like you behind closed doors. I'm pro ho. That's all I had to say about that. Go be a hoe if you want to. <laughs> go be a hoe if you want to. It's okay. Hoes make the world go round, bro. Shit. What'd they say? Prostitution is one of the oldest professions in the world. Because hoes make shit happen. Hoes make shit shake. Hoes make shit fun. We need... Bro, if the world had no hoes... This world would be fucking boring as fuck. Everything about it would be boring and fucking vanilla and fucking just missionary sex. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, missionary do be fire. Missionary be fire when you with the person with the right person and y'all got the the fucking the eye contact or y'all kissing whatever. Like missionary can definitely be fire. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it in a sense like you want missionary for the rest of your life. Probably not. Pro ho. Be pro ho. This is to most of my most of my brothers out there. Most of my good brothers. Be pro ho. They make the world go round. Okay? Listen. <laughs> Me and Angela, we kind of, we hoes that got together. <laughs> we hoes that got together and now we is married hoes. And what do we do? We fuck hoes together. <laughs> like, nah, real shit, though. Me, that's Angela is really my fucking rider. That's my ace, bro. Like, we had, I tell y'all, I've told y'all a couple times, and Angela confirmed it, so y'all didn't think I was lying. Like, we be heavy on the poly wave, right? Dog, we had women at our web. <laughs> we. We had like four women, four or five women at our wedding that we fucked together. <laughs> like, that's how deep we into this fucking poly bag, bro. <laughs> we had them bitches at our wedding and not calling them bitches like in a rude way. It's just like speaking. Um, I'm not going to say shout out to y'all because I'll keep y'all names anonymous, I guess, until like 
I make a, a, I'm having a big enough following that I can do like a Patreon or something, and then that's when I'll give y'all like the real details. I'll give y'all names and all that shit, stories, all that. But until then, I'll keep your, I'll keep your name, I'll keep y'all names out of it. But yeah, we had fucking. Mm, Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had. Hmm. And yeah, we have four, four, four women at our at our wedding that we fucked. <laughs> and um, it's funny too because it's like one of them started getting a little jealous, and I guess she like she could pick up. The vibes, she was like, she texted us. I remember after the wedding, she texted us probably like, we was on our honeymoon in Jamaica at the time. She texted us like, hey, um, do you guys fuck so-and-so? And we're like, um, yeah, how did you, how did you find that out? Um, she was like, oh, I could just tell by the way that you guys were acting with her and you know, like, the mannerisms and the way you guys were talking to each other, like, you guys talk to me like that and act like act like that with me, so, I don't know, you fucked me, so, I just thought maybe you fucked her too. <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, we, we did, but, yeah, then, then she started getting a little jealous, and then, yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother story, but, yeah, dog, I just had to tell y'all, yeah, like, I don't know. Is that some hoe shit? It might be. But I'm pro ho, so it's cool. <laughs> it is okay to do what we did. And it was, I think that was amazing. Show us love on our day that we that we want to be shown love. But yes, we were fu- we had girls at our wedding that we fucked together. And I just thought that was that's like a goat accomplishment. In my head, you can't tell me I'm not that nigga, bro. <laughs> you can't tell me that I'm not that nigga. Real shit. But um, nextly, also I've been I've been thinking, right? I've been thinking about how I lost my virginity. And no, I know this is random, and y'all probably like, what the fuck are you talking about, Jalo? Um, or whatever you call me. I don't I don't know what y'all really call me out there, but. I gave y'all all my names so you can choose. But, like, yes. I bring this up because I really don't know who I should give my virginity to because, or who should be, I guess, the rightful owner of my V card, right? Because my first sexual experience, um, I won't say her name again, but if you know me, and you know me at 16, you know who I was dating. So, whatever. Um, but yeah, 16 started late too. <laughs> but it don't matter because I've been fucking ever since. <laughs> but nah, I started started a little late, 16. Beautiful, beautiful scenario. I'm going to paint the picture for y'all. Girl Had a girlfriend for a few months. Probably like. Remember, 
December, January. Four we four months in because we got we got together in November. My memory is fucking just I don't know. It's weirdly good. We got together in November and um you know, time goes by. Valentine's Day comes around. Now, me and my boy Ty, shout out to you, Ty. I don't know if you watch or listen, but shout out to you, bro. Uh, we, it was a super snowy day. So we first, we went out and we, we shoveled, you know, shoveled the houses in Sicklerville and shit, made some money. I think we both made like a hundred bucks a piece. Good, good day. We walk to, I think it was, it might be Rite Aid now, or it was, it was Rite Aid before, but now I think it's like, it's a, it's a different store now. I don't know what it is now, but we walk, but that store right near on on Sicklerville Road, across the street from the Sicklerville News, it used to be like a fucking... A Rite Aid there or Eckerd's or something. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. My Sicklervillians, y'all know what I'm talking about. Right? So we walk from there. We lived in the V section. So that was like, it wasn't a far, it's not a far walk on a nice day, but it's a far walk when it's a bunch of fucking snow everywhere. Right? So yeah. We go up there, we buy us, buy our uh, Valentine's Day gifts and stuff for our girls. Um, Ty, like, I remember we both bought, like, similar shit. Like, we both bought, like, like, a heart. It was, like, a heart stuffed, not stuffed animal, but a stuffed heart and candy and a card, right? That's what we bought. Make our way back. Ty, we break apart because Ty, like, all right, bro, my girl coming over. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to see if my girl can come over, too. So they definitely both, like, we break apart. And now I'm... With my girl at the time. Now, uh, this is where shit gets a little like, did she, t- like, is she the original owner? Is she the official owner or not? Because now look, you know, everything went great. Gave her the gifts, all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. We get down to it and we were about to finally, we about to have sex for the first time, right? So I'm trying to be safe. I'm fucking... I'm fucking, I'm super cock diesel hard, right? But I'm trying to be safe. So I go to put on a condom because, you know, it's first time having sex. Fucking you hear about put on a condoms. My dad then gave me a bunch of fucking condoms. I got condoms. So I went to go put on a condom. Soon as I put on a condom, I went from rock hard to fucking like limpy French fry very quickly. I don't know what the fuck happened. I guess my dick just didn't really like condoms at the time, right? So I get, I start to fall when I put the condom on. And I I still, like, I technically got in there. Like, I, I definitely remember feeling, like, the warmth, the wetness and shit or whatever. But it's like, I was, like, probably 70% soft at this time, right? And I was telling her. I'm like, yo, I think it's the condom. I think it's the condom that's like making me get soft. I don't know. Because I would take the shit off and boom, I'm right back hard again. But we're young. So it's like we're, we were thinking like, no, we have to do it with the condom. So I tried another condom, put a new condom on, same shit happened. So basically, long story short, 
I got like maybe my head up in there. Maybe. Like, like I said, I felt it, but I, I didn't feel it on my full shaft and everything. So there's that, right? Now, do you think she should be, that girl should be the owner of my V-card or the next girl? Again, not going to say her name because, I don't know, I'm just not going to. Not on this one. I don't have a big enough following. And y'all not, <laughs> not giving me no Patreon money yet to get, like, the super details on stuff. So, yeah. Or, but do you think it should go to the next girl? Because the next girl, me and my me and my girlfriend at the time, we wanted up breaking up in March. <laughs> right after Valentine's Day, we broke up in March, right? So nothing happens for March. Around April. Now this is April. I'm messing with this new girl. And she's not a girlfriend. She's just a girl that I'm messing with. She probably could have been like a little neighborhood pop. But that's neither here nor there. Live your life, sis. I'm pro ho. <laughs> so, yeah. Fucking with her. I got all the way up in there. Now, how did I do that? Because, again, the condoms was making me soft. I don't know what it was. But every time I put on a condom for like the first three times that I want to go have sex, I always would get soft right after putting it on. But with the second girl, I like I kind of like played myself a little bit. I like put it on and then just tried to get in there real fast, but I could see it wasn't working, so I just took it off. And then I went in, I went in fully, right? So now I'm feeling everything. I went in fully, and then I pulled back out and put another condom on and then tried to do that. And that that worked. That worked for the time being. So yeah, I bust in like fucking 47 seconds or some shit. I don't know. But so do you think that is my should that technically be my first time? I don't know. I like the Valentine's Day story just because it's it's like a cuter story. You know, you lost your virginity on Valentine's Day to your girlfriend at the time. I don't know. I think that's like a better story. But what do y'all think? Y'all watch this episode. You listen to this episode or whatever. Let me know because I don't know who to give it to. Who do you think uh, is the owner of my virginity? I'll let y'all decide that. But um. Yeah, man, we got through most of our topics, so now we're going to talk about our uh, top and bottom of the week. Um, top of the week, I'm going to, well, excuse me, top of the week. I'm giving the top of the week to Kai Sinat. Now, listen, while I did think that stream was a little weird with Nicki Minaj, I did think it was a little weird, fucking energies was off, whatever, like, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I can 1000% see the business move and the marketing. I see all of that, but Kaisenat is a top of the week for me because, bro, you really, you had Nicki Minaj in your room. Now, 
On Nikki's part, I think it's a little weird because she's 41. But you, you 22. So, like, bro, you live in every nigga's dream. Like, most of our dream is to have a Nicki Minaj in our room. So, like, nah, bro, you you definitely, you you got that. You got that. And the more clips that I see of the the full stream or whatever, like, yes, Nikki was a little weird, but I guess I'm starting to also realize, like, Nikki has always been a little weird. And that's just, like, her character that she puts off for the stuff. Because when you go to a other... When you when she does her serious interviews or whatever, she don't be off that stuff. So I guess that's just like her play persona, and it's whatever. Okay, that's cool. But they did they were having good conversation. It wasn't like you can tell like they like they were trying to just push the musical narrative like no or the music narrative. Oh, I'm promoting my album stuff. Like nah, like they were having legitimate conversation, and I fuck with that. So yes, Kai Sinet, you are. The top of the week. Um, you killing it with the streaming shit right now. And you changing the way motherfuckers look at hip-hop journalism. And stream and yeah. So shout out to you, bro. You the top of the week. And uh the bottom of the fucking week, bro. I have to give it to my fucking Steelers, man. We suck. We suck. Steelers Nation, we suck, bro. Three losses in a row to fucking bad teams. We trash, bro. We fucking trash. Bitch Tremisky, you ass. You should have been out of the Steelers organization. Mason Rudolph, you ass. You probably should have been going too, but you are our last fucking hope. George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, y'all some fucking prima donnas. Y'all niggas don't want to fucking block. Y'all don't want to do nothing. Y'all just want to pout and do all this dumb shit because y'all not getting the ball because our quarterback sucks. So y'all not getting the ball. And I feel that. But, like, no. Be a part of the team. Be a team player. Fucking make some blocks. What the fuck? Last game against the Colts, fucking bitch Trubisky threw a crazy. He sailed that bitch up high as fuck over George Pickens' head for the pick. But I'm blaming bitch Trubisky, yes. But George, make the tackle, nigga. The fuck? You just watched him essentially. Like you the nick the, the ball flew over your head. And you ain't even trying to make the fucking tackle afterwards after he caught it, bro. We all seen that shit where Deontay Johnson just wasn't blocking or the fumble play happened right in front of him. And this nigga didn't jump on the ball. Like, dog, my Steelers are fucking we suck, bro. It sucks. Because this is my first time, and y'all are the bottom of the week. Yes. And I'm not finished with the bottom of the week yet. Yeah. I ride, I ride for Coach Tomlin because you're my boy. You're a great coach. But you got to get grouped in with the fucking or organization as well. You not making the right fucking decisions, bro. At all. Why you wait till like two and a half minutes in the fourth quarter to put fucking Mason Rudolph in? After the game was basically done. Why is fucking, why is bitch Tremisky still even on a fucking team? Like, oh my god, bro. Why, like, y'all hire a fucking, you hire a new, you fire Matt Canada. Everybody wanted Matt Canada fired. But then you go and fucking hire 
motherfuckers that was on Matt Canada's like team or whatever, like under his regime. So it's the same fucking boring ass, nasty ass, corny ass fucking playbook. What the fuck, bro? It fucking sucks. It sucks, and this is terrible, bro, because I'm 29 years old. I've been a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers since I was, like, six, six, seven, one of them. And I I became a fan because I like the colors. I'm not going to lie to you. You're six years old. What the fuck? You don't know nothing about a team, really? I like the black and gold and the black and yellow. So I became a Steelers fan. And since then, in uh, me being six, so that was like 2002 to now, this is probably my first time in my life that the Steelers have been mediocre, borderline fucking trash, bro. And it's so hard to deal with. It's so fucking hard to deal with. So, yes, my Steelers are the bottom of the week, bro. Fuck. I hate doing that. <laughs> but y'all ass right now, and I got to be real. Um, uh, Those are everything that I wanted to go through today. Got my top and the bottom of the week. So now we got fan questions. We got two questions today. The first question Comes from my boy Miguel Swaggero. That's a dope ass name. I don't know if Swaggero is your last name, your real last name, but if it is, your family blessed you, bro. That <laughs> that last name is dope as fuck. But he says, What's your favorite moment from your top three favorite wrestlers of all time? Can be male and female superstars if it applies. Alright. So my top three moments. My top three wrestlers. My favorite of all time is Shawn is Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I'm a heartbreak kid at heart, bitch. <laughs> but um, so his my favorite move. My favorite moment in wrestling history with Shawn Michaels is probably hmm. I can either say. The uh the Hell in a Cell match with the Undertaker, or the uh that I think it was I think it was a, a or a wrestle or that WrestleMania match with um with Ric Flair and um uh, and like the little I'm sorry before he kicked the shit out of Ric Flair. That's probably yeah, it's probably that one for sure because I knew he was going to beat the shit out of Ric Flair that night. Niggas was trying to tell me that, oh, nah, Ric Flair, the nature boy, he going to beat Shawn Michaels. I'm like, nigga, no, the fuck he's not. That's Shawn Michaels, HBK, Heartbreak Kid, nigga. Fuck you talking about. He's beating the shit out of Ric Flair. And what the fuck he do? Beat the shit out of Ric Flair. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably my favorite with Shawn Michaels. My favorite wrestlers are kind of cliche, but they're my favorite. So, I don't know. It just so happens that they also are really great wrestlers. So, yeah. But um, my next one is The Rock. And there's so many great moments with The Rock. Uh, 
You could have him when he beat he beat fucking Hulk Hogan. And that's that was a great moment because like fuck Hulk Hogan. I don't know. I never understood the hype behind Hulk Hogan. The nigga got four moves. <laughs> he got four fucking moves, bro. The leg drop, the big boot, the slam, and a fucking like a clothesline. That's all he gonna do. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I, I don't really like Hulk Hogan. So that's one. But probably my favorite moment with The Rock is <laughs> and it's funny because I'm currently re-watching this shit now. Like me and Angela are watching the Attitude Era over. But when he makes fun of the big show, that shit is fucking pure comedy, bro. The Rock definitely could have had a fucking a second career or another career as a fucking stand-up comedian. Because that nigga's funny. Like, he be talking about the big show. And he be like, <laughs> you just you just gotta watch it, bro. It makes you laugh. Definitely for sure. And for my third favorite wrestler and their moment. That third spot is a toss-up, for real, for real. I could go Jeff Hardy. I could go Triple H. I could go John Cena. Shit. Who else could I go? I could go Carlito. Like, yeah. I got a lot. Like, I don't know. I've been watching wrestling for a lot. But we'll just go with... um. We'll go with... Let's see. We'll go with Triple H. Yeah. And my favorite moment with Triple H is... Honestly, this probably shouldn't be my favorite moment because it's like... Yeah, they was kind of like playing on like rape culture in a sense. Or uh, like the drugging culture. Maybe trafficking culture. I don't know. But yeah, when he did that shit with fucking Stephanie McMahon, bro... And he he married her. And it's crazy because that marriage really fucking just stood. And it's like they 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 really didn't talk too much about it in the storyline anymore. <laughs> they was just like, well, they're married now, so yeah, but yeah, bro. He went to the fucking little chapel in Vegas. Stephanie was knocked the fuck out. Uh he was like talking for her. Oh yes. I will marry Hunter. <laughs> like, yeah, that was probably my. That's that's my three. But yeah, those are my three. And then I got one more fan question from Andre Thompson. He asked me, "Oh, wow, this kind of goes on to what I was talking about with the bottom of the week." But he asked me, "When were the Steelers ever good? They've been mediocre for as long as I can remember." All right, Andre. First of all, fuck you, because, yeah, <laughs> like, what you talking about? But nah, <laughs> um, we were, like, bro, we won the Super Bowl in 04 and 09, I believe. Yes, I watched both of them bitches. We beat, who did we beat in 04? Did we, I forget who we beat in 04, but in 09, in 09, we beat the Cardinals, I think. Now I got to check. Yeah, I think in 09, we beat the Cardinals. Uh, I don't know who we beat in 04. I don't remember who we beat in 04, though. Let me look. 
09, we beat the Cardinals. And oh, the fuck? Oh, 06, we beat the Seahawks. Oh, I thought it was 04 we was in there. Maybe I got my years mixed up. Yeah, nah. It was 2006. But yeah. So, that's when we was really fucking good. From like 05 to like 2010, 2000, maybe 12, 13. Nah, I can't even go to 12 because we fucking, that year fucking. <sighs> oh my goodness. We let fucking, what the fuck is it? Tim Tebow. We let Tim Tebow make fucking easy work of us. I think it was like in 2012. It was a playoff game or something. Shit went to overtime or 2011. Shit went to overtime. Bro, one play. This nigga Tebow just died. I'm like, dog, what the fuck just happened? We just lost to Tebow. I feel like that was probably the start of our fucking mediocrity. Yeah, somewhere around somewhere around like 2014-2015 is when we really started being like super mediocre. And yeah, bro, it's like we just haven't been that good of a team for a while. Like we always make it to the playoffs. Typically, we we usually make it to the playoffs, I should say. But we usually lose in the first round. And that's what people is talking about trying to fucking come down on Tomlin for, and I get it, but I don't get it at the same time, but yeah, we were good from like 2004-ish to like 2010-11-ish, we were really fucking good, like really good, and, but other than that, nah. but honestly though, we just need, like bro, the Steelers were really fucking good, when the team was, we had Ben Roethlisberger, we had Jerome Bettis, we had fucking Willie Parker, we had fucking, uh, who was our wide receivers? San Antonio Holmes, Hines Ward, fucking on defense, Deshae Townsend, Ike Taylor, Troy Palomalu, Ryan Clark, Larry Foote, James Harrison. Like, fucking bro, the list goes on. Like, we had, we was stacked up. Like, we, we were them. We were good. And now we's just fucking... I don't know, bro. But I ride for my Steelers, man. I ride for my fucking Steelers. But those are all the questions I have. I will say, end of every pod. Whenever I, you see me post the pod questions, pod time, pod day, whatever. Whenever you see that. Go ahead and type in that motherfucker. Let me know what's on your mind, what you want to ask me. If you want to cuss me out, whatever. I'll read it at the end of the pod, ask my, uh, ask a question, give you my thoughts all at the end of the pod, all right? But I'm going to shut up, though. That was all my topics that I had today. Um, the song of the day is FTM from the muscle. From me, of course, he is Melody. I want you to make it a great day or not. The choice is yours, little bitch. And make sure that you follow, like, share, subscribe, retweet, repost, all of that good shit for this podcast so it can grow. Thank you.
I got it from the muscle, get the bag and I don't fumble Living through the struggle is what taught me how to hustle Look, I bought her like I'm Russell, staying out of trouble Figured out my puzzle, and now I'm in my duffel Yeah, I got it from the muscle, get the bag and I don't fumble Living through the struggle is what taught me how to hustle Look, I bought her like I'm Russell, staying out of trouble yeah. Figured out my puzzle, and now I'm in my duffel Yeah had to make up my mind, it took me some time, had to get on my grind I put it all on the line, my stars all in line and I'm taking what's mine I work my fingers to the bone, bone, bone Hard work and hustle is all I know I remember nights that I start for this, five bodies, one apartment Might not be where I wanna be, but I'm far from where I started At no sleep, I'm building my legacy, caress whenever they bury me Unbothered, I'm chasing my destiny while I'm dodging frozen felonies Not stopping till my kids, kids is good, I ain't even got nothing Say my name and everything is good That's what you call respect I'm working till the Chevy is a Tesla Paid in full Gotta watch out for them Ricos I learned that I'm paid in full yeah. I got it from the muscle Get the bag and I don't fumble Living through the struggle That's what taught me how to hustle Look, I bought her like I'm Russell Staying out of trouble Figured out my puzzle And now I'm in my duffel Yeah, I got it from the muscle Get the bag and I don't fumble Living through the struggle is what taught me how to hustle Look, I bought her like I'm Russell Staying out of trouble Figured out my puzzle and now I'm in my duffel, yeah Ain't no more free favors Make mine, make peace later Cop a crib with like three neighbors I need C notes, no E major I'm Mary Lowe's, I need flavors Feel alone when I'm dream chasing Stayed home, I've been locked in Had to make it known that he ain't to play with But I just create Everything I do, I gotta relay Play my position, I'm finding my way